Welcome to Christ for Hoboth Church, helping people discover their purpose for living and raising a kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Ago, by his spirit, takes you deep into God's word. We come to church here to be fed the word of God. The accurate word of God. You come here and we teach you so that you will grow in the knowledge of him. Remember, the word knowledge is a pignosis that is precise knowledge, accurate knowledge, and comprehensive insight. So when we ask you to come to church, we are not asking you to come to a social gathering. When we ask you to come to church, we are not asking you to come and showcase your dressing. We are not asking you to come to church to meet with a long-time friend you've not seen in a long time. But we ask you to come to church because we are interested in your growth. We ask you to come that you will be taught the word of God, that you will be fed the word of God. And when you are fed with the word of God, the word of God have a systematic way, revelationary way of intoxicating your spirit to do something. That no man in the church should be a spectator. That the church is a family, is the called out one, ecclesia, ek laho, ek kaleo, the called out one out of death. For he delivered us from darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his sonship. And in that kingdom, our common food is the word. That we are taught the word that will be able to grow in preparation to do ministry. That every believer has a calling upon their life. Jesus will say, go ye into the world and make disciples preach the gospel to all nations. Matatio. Make disciples of all nations. In other words, make students out of all nations. That the role of the church is to spend time in the teaching of the brethren. Glory to God. That the church is a place, or rather, the school of Christ or the university of Christ that prepares us to do ministry. Praise God. I said praise God. So we come to church to hear something. We come to church to hear something. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 very quickly. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 17, very quickly. We are continuing from where we stopped last night. Romans chapter 10. Glory to God. If you are there, say amen. amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith, comment by hearing, or rather, faith is by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That the faith of man is built within the parameters of God's word. And remember we said yesterday that God's word is a person and not just a writing. So when we are dwelling on God's word, we are learning to know him. That is why Paul will continue to say that I may know him, that I may know, have a comprehensive insight of him. That was why John 1 says, he is the beginning in the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In verse 14, and the word was made flesh to dwell among men. That spoken was logos, became a mortal man. In fact, that word became the meeting point between deity and humanity. It became where deity and humanity had an appointment to meet on a certain day. So when we learn the word in the church, we are learning of him. So the church is a place that we come to hear the word of God. Because that is our food. We come to learn the word of God, not the words of man. Of course, there is a word of man. We talked about that yesterday. And I told you how I used to indulge in that yesterday. Am I correct? So faith is by hearing and hearing God's word. Faith is not by seeing miracles happen. Faith is not by seeing razzmatazz. Faith is not by seeing people falling and rising. But faith is by hearing and hearing God's word. That is hearing God's word. The precise, accurate word of God. So you come to church to be taught the word of God. Say, I am taught the word of God. Say, I am taught the word of God. So when we ask you to come here, we asking you to come so that you will be fed the word of God. That's what we, we, so that you will be fed the word of God. You eat on God's word. That is why it's a school you come. The church is a school. You know, many people have told us, ah, Christ Robot Church is like a Bible school. How many of you have heard people say that? Praise God. Nobody. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. It's like a, yeah, because we believe that we only have one material. And that material is about the actor on, in the script called the scripture. That Jesus is the only actor in the script called the scripture. John 5, 39. You search the scripture because in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify. That is to say, the scripture advertises me. The scripture itself is not eternal life. But the eternal life is me. And the scripture is pointing you to me, not to men. 
He's not pointing you to Moses. He's not pointing you to Elijah. He's not pointing you to Elias. He's not pointing you to Amos, Obadiah, Nahum. He's not pointing you to all of those major prophets, minor prophets. But the scripture points you to me. And God will say at the Mount of Transfiguration, not Moses, not Elijah, but this is my son. Only him shall you hear. Moses will put a disclaimer. Ah, what did Moses say? He said, a prophet like unto me shall the father raise. Him shall you hear. In other words, don't hear me. Because whatever I am writing is a teaching ministry about this Jesus. So we ask you to come to church. That you will be fed accurately the word of God. That you will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Praise God. That is why Paul says in Romans 1 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power unto salvation. We cannot miss anything with the gospel of Christ. You cannot miss anything. You cannot try to help Jesus. Jesus don't need your help. So we ask you to come. And many of you, you will understand that the more you have been coming, the things that you used to spend time to pray about, you don't pray about it anymore. Now, do you understand that sometimes you start coming here, you feel like you are not praying a lot anymore. Some of, how many of you have encountered that? Do you know why? Because the things you taught where prayer point are disappeared out of your life, that you think that is what should, you know, you know carry your, yeah, the, the, the most time of your prayer. But you don't pray for, because of situations. Praise God. For men ought always to pray and not to faint. So you notice, when you come here, you have fed the word of God. Are they precious? Yes. Are they precious? Yes. In fact, you will hear some things sometimes. Ah, you will say, oh, God. So they are precious. But you come here. We ask you to come. We ask you to invite people so that they will be taught accurately the word of God. We do not try to do extraordinary things to add to the gospel. The gospel in itself is power. The gospel does not need power. Am I communicating here? Are we together? The gospel does not need power. The gospel in itself is power. It's the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. So we ask you to come so that you will be fed the word of God. We ask you to come because in this church, our greatest gift to you is God's word. And Jesus is our testimony. Glory to God. I said Jesus is our testimony. I said Jesus is our testimony. I know there was a lady, you know, I don't want to go into details, but this brother knows, you know, the lady came. The very first time the lady came, she, she never heard, you know, because she, she was waiting to see and hear uh, 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 the biography of Reverend in his teaching. And yet it, she comes, the very first time, she didn't hear anything about Reverend Ago. She's hearing the word. Because I am not the message. You are not the message. We carry the message to people and Jesus is that message. Glory to God. So we ask you to come to church that you will be fed God's word. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We read also Acts chapter 19 yesterday. We read Acts chapter 19 verse 2 to 3. Acts 19 verse 2 to 3. 
We read that yesterday. How um, Paul will ask a certain question. And see what he's asking. Um, in verse 2 and 3. He says, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They've heard the word, but they've not heard of any Holy Ghost. Now, the church is being taught, but they were not taught the complete gospel. Glory to God. And can you imagine you've been a church and you do not know about the very essential center of the church that teaches the truth, that gives you the conviction of the truth. So these saints, we are not, this, this church was not a mature church. Because, you see, they've not received the Holy Ghost. Of course, they cannot. When you've not gotten the Holy Ghost, you cannot delve into the revelations of Christ. Because it's the Holy Ghost that teaches you the Word of God. Hallelujah. Or that, that opens your heart to understand in depth and, and see. And there was even no man to teach them. In verse 3, he said, And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Now, what was John's baptism? John's baptism, the reason John baptized with water was to point out Christ. That's not my sermon today. But the primary assignment of John's water baptism was to point out Christ. Praise God. And I'll leave you there. <laughs> glory to God. I said, glory to God. So you notice there that Paul will pray for them and lay hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And you notice that Paul, would, you know, Paul was a great teacher. He spent time to teach because there is a precedence for the church. The church is not a place of feel good. He's a call that one. Praise God. The church is not a place of feel good. The church is a place where we are taught and fed the word of God, where we are prepared to do the work of ministry. And a church that is not preparing people to do ministry has not started ministry. Praise God. Now, I'll tell you this. There's a particular show of this lady that I, I, I stumbled into one time and she have a way of Asking people to forgive. And I think uh, Pastor Phil also taught one time on forgive, forgiveness when we were dealing on prayers. And she mentioned the same woman. She, had, she has a great congregation. A large congregation. And she can make anybody, it doesn't matter what you've gone through, in the hands of the other person, make you forgive the next person. So the church is not about... A social gathering. If you need a social gathering, there is a lot of social gathering all over the place. This is not even a church, but she is doing things that even many pastors have not been able to do. Glory to God. But the church is a place where we are taught God's word accurately. It's not a place where we teach business. It's not a place where we teach medicine. It's not a place where we teach all sort of things, but it's a place where we accurately teach the word of God. Hallelujah. So Paul, you notice that Paul will, Paul will teach them the word. Glory to God. 
And then in verse 8, see what it says. And he sat, he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. You see, he was persuading and teaching the things concerning the kingdom, the word of God. He kept on teaching the word of God because this is a church. It is a church where they've been fed with all manner of things, with the law. And that is why many of them could not grow. And you, you notice, not until the disciples of Christ came, the apostles came and started to do miracles, the people in the synagogue could not do no miracles, even after the death of Christ. So when they would see the apostles doing miracles, they, they thought it, they were gods. Glory to God. Why? Because they were not taught. They were babies in the house. Glory to God. They were not taught. They thought it was just a place to come and wait for the Messiah to come. But when Apostle Paul came, Apostle Paul unveils the, the ideal of the, 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 the ideal position of the church. That the church is not where you just come down and read the law morning to night and then you go back home waiting for a Messiah to come. But the church is to be a place, as Apostle Paul defined it, a place where people are taught their reality in Christ. And so, you know, he said, move away from the fundamental teachings of repentance. We should get away from that and start teaching people their realities. Glory to God. Say, I am felt the real, my reality in this church. Glory to God. Because that is what the word of God does. He unveils the finished work of Christ. So we ask you to come so that you will not be a baby Christian. Do you know how many of you have always said, well... This certain thing is for the pastors to do. How many of you have, have, have said that? Okay. How many of you have heard people say that? <laughs> Glory to God. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, people could be so holy here. So, <laughs> somebody like Ewan and I is so holy, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. But you see, there is no special thing when it comes to the working of miracles for the believer. The working of miracle is a part and parcel for the believer in Christ. Question, how many of you have a different God in me that I have? In you that I have? In me. The, the God that I have inside is different from the one you have. How many of you? So nobody. Okay, good. Now, question then is... If it's the same one that I have, and you see him do miracles, what makes you think he cannot do that miracle through you? What's the difference? Because some of you have not been taught. And this is the place of the church to unveil your reality. So we ask you to come here, not because we want to get the place filled. Do you know if I, if I succeed in AY, if I succeed in just bringing 10 people to maturity of the faith, I have fulfilled my ministry? Praise God. Now, you cannot imagine 10 of you turn into thousands and hundreds of thousands. Glory to God. Was it Billy Graham? He went, he went to a crusade, you know, and in that crusade, he was the only one that God saved, a little boy. And the preacher was disappointed. But look at what he turned into. Turning millions to Christ. Glory to God. So the church, we ask you to come here. Now, you notice I'm not speaking about any other church. You know, I cannot recommend any other church. 
maybe the outside of Christ River Church, maybe there are two or three churches I can recommend in the world. Praise God. So but I'm talking about church here. The reason we ask you to come here. You, you cannot toy with your spiritual growth. Look, you cannot allow sentiment, sentiment to toy with your spiritual growth. Hey, why? No sentiment for your spiritual growth. <laughs> glory to God. I said, glory to God. You see, hey, why you see there, he's been through some things too. <laughs> glory to God. He's been, I remember when we, we just started, we were in the garage. And, man, you, he, you know, he used to come to church. He's excited. You know, he had this, this um, van that he would used to go and bring people. And all of a sudden, hey, why would come to church? He's just sitting there. You know, this boy was going through some things because they didn't want him to leave. They, they wanted him to be sentimental in his spiritual growth. But he made a decision, glory to God. There, 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 is, there is consequence, but be ready for it. Glory to God. Now, you know, that's not the message. Why you are not the message? I just gave an example of you. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. In verse 9, he said, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannos. Now, hear this, hear this. You notice Paul did not allow those people to remain in that church because they have not fully grown with death. So when they are not constantly hearing this word, it may fade away. So he continued and began to teach them in the school. And this continued by the space of how many years? Two years. Paul would stay with these new converts for two years and taught them the word. This is the precedence of the church. That the church must be taught. The church is a place, is a school where people are taught God's word. Glory to God. He says, so that all they which dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Both Jews and Greeks. You, you notice, uh, Paul did not separate the message he gave to the Greek uh, with the message he gave to the Jews. It was because the truth is constant, no matter where you look at it from. How many of you drink water here? Yeah, if you don't drink water, it's a problem with you. I'll lay hands on you real quick. Praise God. <laughs> you drink water in America. Correct. If you don't drink water, you have to go to a hospital. <laughs> Praise God. So, you drink water in America. How many of you are not originally from America? Glory to God. So, from where you're coming from, is the water from where you're coming from different from the water you drink in America? The color? It, it, it is. <laughs> Glory to God. So that is to say, when you go to Africa, you know this is water. When you come to America, you know this is water. When you go to Europe, what happened? You know this is water. That is how you know the truth. The truth should be consistent. It doesn't matter where you go. Are we together? The truth must be consistent. That the church is supposed to be preaching one message. Because if you remove, you know, maybe if there was no, if there was no devil in this world, you know, some people would not have ministry. 
But we come to church here for what? I wanted to say something now, but let me not say something about uh, beer and all of those stuff. But <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> let me not shake tables now. <laughs> let me not shake tables. Glory to God. So you see, our greatest gift to you is God's word. So we ask you to come here to learn. We are not just asking you to learn to keep it to yourself. Praise God. We are not just asking you to come, oh, come and feed, and then that's what it is. Glory to God. When you learn God's word, you notice you cannot keep your mouth shut. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. Let's go to um, verse 20 now. Let's go to verse 20. And we saw this yesterday. And what, what actually verse 20 says now. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed in that city. The, the word of God grew. Why? There was consistency in God's word. It wasn't today. Prosperity by grace. It wasn't tomorrow. Seven step to deliverance. It wasn't next tomorrow. Marita deliverance. I must marry or I die. Wait, let's just die first. Then we'll talk about the marriage later. <laughs> Praise God. Then it wasn't tomorrow. 21 step of walking into prosperity. It, it, was not, it, it wasn't next tomorrow. 81 stages of salvation. He wasn't then, another week is coming. Apostle Paul is standing to teach and say, oh, this service, we are going to do 21 Sundays. 21 Sundays of firstborn deliverance. Then he, another Sunday, he wasn't say, oh, we are going to do seven super Sundays of the dreamline. But the message was consistent. And because of the consistency of the message, the world grew in that city. The world shook the city. And the world took over the city. In the city of Indianapolis, the world will grow in this city. I said the world will grow in this city. You know, the Lord said something to me some time ago. He said, you just stay consistent with the word. He said, there are some stages you're going to go through. And I think we've seen one of the stage now. It says, many pastors will gather against you. Have we seen that? Why? Some even use us to preach. <laughs> Glory to God. So, you know, will gather against you. They want to fight you. And he said, then, when that is happening, know that they are kneeling down to pray against you. Some of them are fasting and praying against you. Some of them are even praying for the church to close down. He said, but be consistent. Says God, he, you know, God was telling me, he said, be consistent. Stay with the word. He said, then there's another phase that is going to come. He said, pastors will begin to run to you for you to teach them this thing. Oh boy, have we not started seeing some of that today? <laughs> Glory to God. So we are in a season right now, a season where we will teach even pastors this word so that they too can teach their congregation. Glory to God. Oh, are you with me, church? 
So the word grew in that city because there was consistency with God's word. He was God's word. He wasn't circumstantial. Do you know that you cannot trend the gospel? Do you know what I mean by that? Do you know what I mean by that? You cannot trend the gospel. I will explain to you. Now, what season are we in? There is what I call seasonal messages. So what, no, no, no. What season are we in? Not like season as in weather now. COVID season. Now, trending gospel is now me. You will not see, I will not do a flyer. I will not do a flyer. Maybe I will put a wise picture there, you know. <laughs> Praise God. I will not do a flyer. And the flyer will not say deliverance from the hands of COVID. Trending gospel. <laughs> you know, tomorrow we're going to dwell on another gospel. <laughs> Trending of gospel. You see, but the church should not be engaged in seasonal messages or trending gospel. The gospel is the same yesterday, it's the same today, and it remains the same forever. Why do you come here? You come here so that we can teach you that God is the same yesterday. He does not change today. And he will never change tomorrow. Seasonal message when politics is about to happen. <laughs> then we enter into the prophetic. I see Donald Trump. We win the election. Because it is God's hand that selected him. Abba. Which way? Please, just be coming down like that. God does not get involved with politics. It is the will of the people that appoints a man. That is why it's called voting. Anyway, let's <laughs> praise God. So the word of God grew. The word of God grew. So when, when the person you prophesied, is going to be in power, finally did not get into power, then you now look for another thing. Who are you fooling? Praise God. You see, God set this man, but there are things he not did that not circumvented the decisions of God. Abba. Is God bipolar? Today, you influence his emotion. Tomorrow, <laughs> you say, oh God, you know, you, you are not happy with the people anymore. Please, please, let's just be coming down small, small. So we ask you to come here so that by the happenings of what is happening in the world, you are not moved. Seasonal message, circumstantial messages. You see what happened when COVID started? Somebody, some people began to say the rapture is about to take place. If you take the, um, the vaccine, that is 60. Uh, uh. And you see many, many Christians running to and fro. And Jesus said, the time will come. So many will come to you and say, God is there. Okay, he's now there. He said, but do not be moved. Why? How can they not be moved? With the word. So we ask you to come here. It's not because we want to fill this place up. I want to make that clear. 
is because your spiritual growth is of my utmost priority. I told you of a lady that um, some persons, I want to be careful now I say pastors, amen? <laughs> some persons turned into clients. So the Lord told me to, for you to buy me Sienna, and when you do so, your problems will be gone. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, there's nothing wrong with giving. <laughs> Praise God. So there, there is an heightened deception, realm of deception, that the one who is deceiving does not even know they are in deception. So we ask you to come here so you can learn. Praise God. So you see, the word of God grew and the word of God prevailed. Now, when the word of God grew in that church, something happened. Glory to God. You can tell that a church is growing by what, he, what the church produces. Glory to God. And so you see, in, in, if you flip over to um, chapter 20, you, you, you flip over to chapter 20, verse 7. He said, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. You know, I talked about it yesterday, how you see how Paul taught. You, you can tell Paul is modeling his ministry according to the patterns of Christ. No, do you, do you understand that? Do you understand how Christ built his church? Do you understand that? Now, let, let me give you an example. Why do you come to church here? Let me give you an example. Day one, Jesus had a crusade. Jesus was teaching in that crusade. Day one finished. He continued the next day. It continued the third day that the people stayed there and did not eat anything for three good days. Jesus taught them that how you grow a church. A church is known by your level of teaching. So you, we ask you to come to church here so that you will be taught. Not teaching that deals with your emotions. You understand? There are teachings that deals with emotions. But the moment you are taught the true word of God, you notice that situations that come to your life just come and you know what to do. Praise God. All right. So, you notice here, he taught until midnight, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend much time on this. You see, he, he, he spent time to preach. He spent time to preach. And he kept on preaching. And he, until midnight, you know, like yesterday, I estimated to be five hours, six hours thereabout. He was preaching, and he kept on preaching. G Paul was preaching. He was teaching. Guess what? There was no microphone in the room. We have microphone today. We have beautiful speakers. Can you imagine how a man labored? Can you imagine how Jesus Christ preached to 5,000 people, excluding women? You know, you know, in that crowd, that 5,000 men, there were some that were blessed with three wives. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know. There were some that Solomon was their immediate elder brother. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let's let just estimate that. Maybe, you know, let's just estimate those that had only one wife. But with one wife, you know that women sometimes will give birth to like four children, five children, six children. That's to give you an idea how many people assembled in Christ's church in this crusade 
without microphone, he preached to them. How? There was a total silence. Everyone was paying attention and writing. Because this one is cool. Let's learn what this man is saying. You know. If you miss it, you know how people are in church. Your cell phone, you, you know, your cell phone will not vibrate. You will not take your cell phone. Oh, let me answer this testament. In church. In church. Some of you will not even pick the call. You will not run out. Hello? Hey, I'm in church. What are you saying? Quickly say. No, no, no. When you are in church. <laughs> Glory to God. When you are in church. Because it's a place for you to learn. You, you silent if I, If possible, turn off the phone. And listen to God's word. Because once you are distracted, you may have just missed something that was meant for you. We ask you to come here so you can learn. So you see, Paul taught, and in verse 8, we read the story yesterday, and there were many lights, you know, in the upper room, and in verse 9, and there sat in the window a certain young man, and what happened to the young man? He fell in verse 10, and he died, no, in verse 8, he died in verse, in verse 9. He died in verse 9. In, when Paul was teaching, when Paul was teaching, after roughly five hours or six or so, the man was falling asleep deeply. Oh, God. The sleep entered into him that he could not hold it anymore. He forgot he was sitting on the window <laughs> in the upper room. <laughs> hey, there is fire in the upper room. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, the man fell down. He died. If that was today's church, what do you think would happen? Service will end at that time. The ones that will run into their car and zoom off. <laughs> so that the time police come here. Now I don't want them to come. <laughs> Glory to God. But this church were not shook. They, so the ones that stayed there, they were praying. Why? They have been taught. Why? They know that there is power in God's word. So what did Paul do? Paul went down, stretched on him, and he came back and said, oh, his life is back into him now he's alive. And guess what? I don't know how that man fell, but he must have broke something. Yeah, he must, he must have broke something. But when life came back, everything was healed totally because they learned the word. And then if it's today's church, we will command all the, all the corners of the camera. Oh, glory, bring him here. Glory to God. This man sat on the window. He fell and he died. But the power of God rose him up. Shout glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then we parade him for over two hours to send a strong message that miracle is happening here. Why do we do that? Because we know that the generations are seeking for signs and wonders. So any time anything like that happens, we say we are using it to build people's faith. You don't use miracles to build people's faith. If you use miracles to build people's faith, they will never stay in one place. No matter what you say or do, there is a person that will perform miracles more than Reverend Ago. 
I kid you not. That is why you see, there's a transition from one church to another. Because they are seeking after signs, but not in this church. We teach you the word of God that you will be stable. That what you are seeking after is in you. You see, he died. And Paul said, come on, come back to life. And he came back to life. And guess what happened next? Let's read that. Guess what happened next? And, and in verse 10, Paul went down and fell on him. And embracing him said, trouble not yourself for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till they break the day, till break of the day, of the day so he departed. So notice what Paul will do. You know, at Paraventure, they were already hungry at that time. Glory to God. Paul did not celebrate the miracle that just happened. What did he do? He went back teaching. Miracle is not the message. He went back teaching because the church must be taught. Glory to God. He went back teaching. So you see how the church grew. The church grew listening to accurate teaching, sound doctrine, sound doctrine, glory to God. So he taught them and they became mature in the faith. And you've been in church for 20 years and yet you cannot, you cannot boast of being mature in the faith. You know, many people have been in the church for many years, but they cannot even boast of Winning a soul, talk less of healing the sick. You know why? Because they think that is for the church. And do you know why they think that is, I mean, that is for the pastor? Do you know why they think that is for the pastor? It's because that is the message the pastor teaches them. They never ever believe that they can do what Christ said they can do. So if they have a little headache, what do they do? They call the pastor. Praise God. I said, praise God. But the church, the essence of the church is that we come to the place of maturity of the faith. Say, I am mature by the word. Glory to God. So the, the word of God grew and the word of God prevailed. Now, when you see a growing church, you see, there is something that I have problems with and I still have problems with in America. You see, how a senior pastor dies in the church they will start looking for pastors to call. It's written in their constitution. They will be looking for pastors to call. And I'm talking about a congregation of 25,000 people. I'm talking about 30,000 people. Congregation, 5,000. They're looking for a pastor to call to come pastor the church. What does that tell you as a church? It means the people, we are not groomed. I thank God for Christ Reobor Church because everybody in here can take a microphone and preach the word. You know, AY, he didn't feel like we were gone in December. The word just continued as though I was still here. I remember when I was in the all the gospel, you know, when I'm traveling, I don't announce to the church that I'm traveling. I don't. God bear me witness, and the people here bear me witness too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know you can bear me that witness. <laughs> Glory to God. When I'm traveling, I just hop on the plane. I'm gone. And then I settle with the pastor. I say, hey, you know, don't tell them, you know, just tell them I'm returning next week. 
you know, uh, well, upper way. So the only, they noticing in church that Sunday that, okay, I'm not in church. So the upper week following, I'm not going to be there. So, the, you know, people won't come to church. But announced to them that the upper, upper week, I'll be back. So we saw that consistency. There was a time I traveled to Europe to preach for about three weeks. When I came back, I left a lot of people in church. But when I came back, guess how many people came to church? Six people. They said, oh, even last Sunday was, today is even better. <laughs> they told me that. They said, today is even better. I said, what happened? They said, well, you know how it is here. Because they were not told the word. You know what we are dishing out to them? You go hell. <laughs> Praise God. You, the, the day you do something I don't like, I come to church and I say, well, your attitude is going to go, take you to hell. I was dishing out the message of condemnation that no one was feeling like they were saved. But you come here to be taught God's word accurately. So that's how the church grew. The church grew by the word of God prevailing. Praise God. And then see what um, Paul says. Um, in, 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 he said, I'm from Melitos. He sent to Ephesus. See, that means he sent a message to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. So the same church in Ephesus where the word of God grew, there came out of the church, from within the church. Remember, in the previous chapter, this was a church that, you know, Paul had to put together uh, you know, uh, pray for them, baptize them in the Holy Ghost. And then for the space of two years, he stayed with them and prayed for them. Down the church, Paul now have elders in the church. He had elders in the church. So we ask you to come here so that you are fed the word of God, that you to become a minister of the gospel. Every believer have a ministry. Praise God. I said praise God. All right. And, and you see that. The church grew. And then look at He said, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. You see how people fought the gospel. See, no matter what you do, people will always fight the truth. You know, I've heard pastors tell me, why are you teaching people what pastors should know alone? Question, what, what should the pastor know alone and keep? Praise God. Why should we... Because it's the Bible. The Bible is not a separate material to teach the pastors. And then you also dig out separate materials to teach the members. It is one message across the board. Glory to God. So we bring you here to teach you so that you to become a minister of the gospel. Elders we are raised from within the church. He spent time to teach them. You cannot be in the church and you've not matured in the faith. Remember, a um, couple Sundays ago, uh, or maybe last Sunday, we talked about how you come to church. You must come to church with an open mind to receive God's word. Forget about the things that you've learned before growing up. If I tell you what I learned growing up, you know, at seven years old when I got saved, I, I might not just say the church, I started attending the Pal Life Bible Church. 
you know, I, you know, I just got saved and I'm looking for a church. I wanted something deeper. <laughs> Glory to God. I was so indoctrinated, you know, with no offense. You know, I'm not saying this to, to kind of um, cast aspersions or anything. Um, I'm just, you know, telling you what I went through. So I was so much um, indoctrinated that it's become a problem for me to sit close to where a woman sits because I was trained that if I do that, I'm committing sin already. You see, I became so sin conscious. Glory to God. I didn't learn holiness, though. <laughs> holiness without which no man shall see God. Glory to God. And that became what I grew with. But, and then for the many years that I preached this gospel, that reflected in my messages. And I said, holiness is something that you have to do. God has given you salvation. Now, you will not have to do holiness. <laughs> Glory to God. But you can understand the background story of where I'm coming from. But when I came into the gospel, I had to unlearn to relearn the gospel. So when we ask you to come, we're asking you to throw away the things that you heard elsewhere. And let's get into the Bible. And that's why we are very open to questions. You know, if you ask questions, if you have questions and you don't understand things in the scriptures, we sit down and teach you those things in the scripture. Glory to God. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We make sure you understand every part and parcel of the gospel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's, let's read on. So, you know, there were so many people fighting the gospel. And then in verse 20, he said, And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. You see. You know, Paul, Paul, Paul didn't hide anything from them. He didn't say this teaching is for pastors only and then I'm just going to keep this for pastors and then this one is for those, you know, I'm going to be training to take the office of the pastor and then this one is just for the members. And, you know, for the pastors, you say, Christ died for you. You see, Christ wants you to grow to become a minister, you see. Then he goes to the church. He said, you will make it in the name of Jesus. Your destiny will not be known. Paul didn't have time to do all that. He taught them the word of God. He was not ashamed of the gospel. He taught everyone, whether you be a Greek or Jew, he taught the same gospel. Praise God. This is why we do what we do. We are not trying to do this thing to sound different. No, we're not sounding different. Do you know, it is when I begin to put programs together like, your destiny is delivered through this program. Deliverance of the Father's house. That is me sounding different. From the gospel. Praise God. I said praise God. I said praise God. So you see. Um, so he, he, he showed them everything. He showed everything to them publicly. He didn't, he didn't refrain from, from nothing. Glory to God. He didn't refrain from nothing. Then if you skip down to 28, see, see um, quickly, he said, Take it therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. You see, 
He now have overseers. He has elders in the church who are now overseeing the flocks. The people he raised from within the church. That every believer, why do you come here? We, you come here so that we'll teach you to be able to disciple other people. To oversee to other people. I love what the youths are doing. They are discipling other people. That is what the essence of the church should be. We are made to disciple others. That we cannot rest. Oh, but I just heard the word. You know, um, I think it's T.L. Osborne who said, um, no one is permitted to hear the gospel twice. He said, once you hear it once, go and tell other people. But we are just here. No, there is no time. You hear the word. Go and tell it to other people. Go and tell it to the world. There is no time. When you believe and receive the Holy Ghost, you are saved. And these signs follow them. So you are saved. You receive the gospel. You are saved. Go and tell it to other people. We have been made to be overseers. Glory to God. Jesus raised the twelve. He sent them out. When the church grew to 70, what did he do? He sent them out in the gospel. The essence of the church is that we come to learn ministry. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And in verse 29, he said, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Many wolves will come in among you. I know this when I go, you see. That is why it is expedient you give yourself to the world. Many wolves, you know, when many wolves, they, they have good oratory skills. Listen, <laughs> they have good oratory skills. When they give you grammar from back to back, and you are listening all the time, the next thing you find yourself, know, ah, this thing this person is saying is true. Ah, we show of eternal salvation. This thing, you know, this guy is making sense too. Because there's no debt. You see, Paul, he's forewarning them. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Paul is forewarning them. He said, I know. Then in verse 30, he said, also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. You see, he said, even because there are people who have an ulterior motive within them. And he said when they, they want to draw disciples, students, to not be learning of them, showcasing themselves and he's warning them. You see, you cannot toy with your spiritual life. Say, today, I will never, ever, ever toy with my spiritual growth. And then in verse 31, he then says, therefore watch and remember... That by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. You see, for three years, Paul was consistently teaching accurate God's word. You see why we do what we do? Because we know in this world, many things will arise. We know in this world, Many things will arise. It's not that he's not teaching the truth, oh, but. <laughs> but bringing conviction into your heart. You see, for three good years, he said, I warned you with tears in my eyes. And I am telling you, this is the true gospel. 
when men begin to say, but, run. <laughs> no, no matter what you will do, whether you botanize it or not, the gospel remains consistent. Praise God. You see, for three years. So we ask you to come so that you will understand what we are doing here. We are not just toiling with your emotions. We are not just play, playing with your emotions. We are not just making you feel good in this place. We are not just trying to fill up this place and you empty your back and go, no, we are not interested in none of that. There's only one thing we are interested in, your spiritual growth. And that can only come with God's word. Because if I motivate you with other gospel, you can have zeal, but it will be zeal without knowledge. Zeal without knowledge is incorrect zeal. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. You see. And then in verse 32, he said, Now, brethren, I command, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. And to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. <laughs> I commend you unto God. And unto the gospel of his grace. That is able to build you up. The gospel builds you up. So we ask you to come. So that you will be built up. And know your inheritance among those that are sanctified. That you will be able to stand. A demon-possessed person is just there. You'll be like A.A. Hey, hey, Allen. You know, how many of you know A.A. Hey, hey, Allen or know the story of A.A. Hey, hey, Allen? One person? How many of you know uh, G. Finney? Oh, glory to God. How many of you know Babalola? <laughs> <laughs> glory to God. You know, a. Allen, G. Finney, you know, let me talk about A. Allen real quick. You know, A. Allen knew who he was in Christ. He had a crusade, a crusade. And then he was in his, one of the offices and maybe he was discussing something, you know, there about. And then there was a lady who was possessed with demon and the demon was just misbehaving in that lady. And the woman was just manifesting, the, the, the demon was manifesting through her. And then some of the pastors were trying to cast out that demon. The more they pray, the more the demon disturbed the place. You know what A. Allen did? When he came out and he looked at the woman, I am A. A. Allen, the person in charge of this crusade. And he walked away. You know what happened next? The demon cried out and left that body. <laughs> that is a man that knows how to pray in the name of Jesus. And guess what? He didn't even mention in Jesus' name came out. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. But he requested the demon to come out in the name of Jesus. How? That name is in the authority. So he knew his authority. And when it came before the demon, the demon would say, Paul, I know. Peter, I know. Jesus, I know. Okay, hey, Ali, I know you. I will leave. <laughs> so we are raising a generation that demons will see and say, hey, why, I know. 
I can't stay in this body. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. That's why we, come, we ask you to come here. Not to mess with your mind. But to show you, to build you up. And show you your inheritance in Christ. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So they became overseers. You must understand that you have a ministry to run. Everyone in the church, they found a place for themselves to do something in the church. So we ask you to come. We ask you to come so that you will grow. We ask you to come because we know that you have been messed up at some point. But come and know who you are. Glory to God. You know, I want to give a little bit of your story real quick. Um, I'm not going to just mention names so that uh, people watching online may not know who I'm talking about. You know, our sister here went for a conference, I think, on the east side. And, and the prophet just came in <laughs> and started prophet. Will I call it prophet lying now or prophet sighing? All negative stuff. And he said, for God to remove all these things from you, so is seed of a certain amount. But thank God she already know the truth. <laughs> when we talked about it, he said, Pastor, I ain't paying nothing. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, I have heard, I have heard, and you can correct me on this. I have heard of Pastor saying, come and sow a certain seed. When you sow this certain seed, I will guarantee your place in heaven that you make heaven. I never knew our money would take us to heaven. <laughs> Praise God. We ask you, listen, listen. I have not come to you with good oratory speech, with eloquency of words, with the wisdom of men. But I have come to you with the word of God to build you up and unveil to you your inheritance among those that are sanctified. Glory to God. See, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, very quickly here. 2 Corinthians, you know, this is a conference, amen? Um, I want you to get this, so just be relaxed. Are you ready to relax? Yes. You know, uh, if you were in Paul's church, we wouldn't even be talking about time is going. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I've not even held you here for <laughs> more than... Um, Two hours, yeah, okay, so a little bit over two hours now. But <laughs> the praise and worship did their own, they took their time, I didn't complain, right? <laughs> Glory to God. So, so just, just be coming now, amen. <laughs> um, today we'll, we'll finalize on this, and tomorrow you know it's going to be a very short time, so let me <laughs> express this teaching. But you should be glad, ain't you glad? <laughs> oh, some people are saying we glass are with, with, oh God, Pastor, just, just conclude that. <laughs> Glory to God. But, you know, Paul taught for throughout the night. Okay, let, let's forget about the till midnight, but from midnight to 6 a.m. Ah, uh ah. -uh. We've not even started. <laughs> We've not started, though. We are looking forward to a time we'll have a camp meeting where we'll just go to a place. Morning tonight, we'll be teaching the word of God. A camp meeting. One week camp meeting. One week. 
We'll be teaching. The, how many of you are ready for days like that? If you are not ready, I will suspect you. Don't worry. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Let, let, let's go on here. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, we're reading from verse 17. Amen. He said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, I, I, I will um, explain this probably tomorrow, so I'm not going to um, go into tomorrow's message today. Amen. And all things are of, are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Who did he give the ministry of reconciliation? Who did he give the ministry of reconciliation? Say after me, I have the ministry of reconciliation. So as a believer, you are called into the ministry of reconciliation. You must be a soul winner. So you come here, we teach you to become a soul winner. You know, I might as well just say this, Minister Media, uh, Minister AY, Pastor J, uh, Pastor Phil watching online too. Um, you guys just permit me. But we're going to be rewarding people who are soul winners. You know. We're going to give awards to people who are soul winners. If you are the highest soul winner, we give you an award. Because those are things we should be awarding. Glory to God. You are depopulating the kingdom of this world. So we should award you first on earth. Then when you not get to heaven, you'll be rewarded. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's us reward you now. Glory to God. So we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. This is to every believer in Christ. Christ handed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Remember, he reconciled us to himself. And now he is giving us this ministry to go share what he did to reconcile us, which is his death, burial, and resurrection. That no believer in Christ is permitted not to win his soul. So you come here, we teach you to become a minister of the gospel. How many of you know that you are ministers? How many of you know you are ministers? So every member in this church should be the minister of the gospel. Praise God. He said in verse 19, he said, To we that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed, he what? He what? He committed unto us, he committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He committed, and listen, he did not impute their trespasses, but he committed to us the word of his reconciliation. So every believer is trained in the word of reconciliation to go and reconcile the world to Christ Jesus. I have a ministry. I have a ministry that Christ himself gave to me. You know, why they began to tell us when we were growing up those signs. They said, many are called, but few are chosen. They said, the called one is just the church, and then the chosen one are the pastors. <laughs> Glory. How many of you grew up with that theology? Glory to God. You see, it doesn't seem like a lot of people here have gone through some religious, <laughs> religious things. Glory to God. 
You see, he committed into her hands. It is wrong for you being a believer not to treat with respect what Christ himself committed to you. In fact, you are breaking Christ's instructions if you don't do the ministry of reconciliation. So what do we do? We ask you to come so that we can train you to do ministry, to be able to reconcile. You go crazy about winning souls. You see, I'll make this statement again, and I've made it before, and I keep making it. The gospel to the brokenhearted demand the ministry of the bleeding heart. You have to bleed. That is, you have to have passion. Your heart has to be heavy to see souls just going to hell. Do you know when you have passion for souls? So, the gospel of the brokenhearted demand the ministry of the bleeding heart. As soon as we cease to bleed, we cease to bless. The tearless heart cannot be the error of their souls, which is the passion for souls. So we ask you to come so we can equip you to do the work of the ministry. What, did, what was the instruction God gave to us? You see, the reason why we shouldn't have different visions from what Christ has already handed on to us. Let's quickly see um, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you enjoying the teaching tonight? Yes. Are you understanding the teaching tonight? Yes. Are you following the teaching tonight? Yes. Are you being built up tonight? Yes. How many of you are being intoxicated by the word tonight? Yes. How many of you are getting vexed in your spirit to do ministry? Ah, it's only these people, so let me focus on these people. <laughs> that side, just find a way to cover your ear. So that <laughs> Praise God. So, you will realize something here. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to read from verse 11. He said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. The word pastors and teachers is one word, pastor and teachers. For what? Now, this is at the resurrection of Christ, at his ascension, at his resurrection, he gave gift to men. And what was the gift Christ gave to men? He gave men to men. Are you following me? He gave men to men. Now, when I say men, um, don't just think I'm talking about the gender. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm not talking about gender here. <laughs> you know, you know, there are churches where they say, oh, a woman cannot preach. You know, there's a lot of churches. They say, a woman cannot preach. No, the woman cannot be preaching in the church. And then they go to the book of First Corinthians, I think 13 and 14 and there about, and then they, they coin their, their whatever it is from there and go to other epistolal um, um, teachings and all of that. And they say, oh, a woman cannot preach to people. But if I must shock you, do you know the very first evangelist after the resurrection of Christ was women? It was a woman that took the gospel of his resurrection 
to the disciples. <laughs> Where the disciples were hiding somewhere. <laughs> The woman was up front going to witness the gospel and brought it to them. And they were like, are you sure of what you are saying? <laughs> Praise God. You know, Peter said, let's just go back fishing. <laughs> Praise God. Let, let's return back to our business. You know, he died already. But a woman went there. So when we, I'm not talking about gender here. When I say give men to men, don't just look at it from gender perspective. You as a woman, you can become a pastor. Glory to God. All right. Okay. So let's, let's read that now um, in verse, then he says in verse 11, he, you know, the pastors, apostles, prophets, and, and evangelists. And then in verse 12, look at their role. The role of pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, look at their role in verse 12. And this role should not be different from every pastor that is called a pastor. This is the agenda of Christ for the church. This is the vision of Christ for the church. And that is, or this is, the vision of Christ Rehoboth Church. Glory to God. Would you just put your hands together and shout glory? glory. You see, my vision is not different from this vision. You see, when Christ asked me to come and, 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 and just start Christ Rehoboth Church, the vision wasn't different from the vision that he has stated here. Is a specific instruction that is given, and every pastor in this church keys into this. Praise God. You can see the burning desire in the hearts of every pastor in this church because we have a common goal. And that vision is verse 12. Let's see. Let's see. What is the purpose of the, of the gift that Christ gave? What is the purpose? He says, For the what? Perfecting of the saints. For the word perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting there is the word katatismo. Katatismo. K-A-T-A-R-T-I-S-M-O-S. The word perfecting of the saints there is the word katatismo, which is equipping the saints. So why do you come here? You come here so we can equip you. Praise God. So we can equip you. You come here so we can equip you. Hallelujah. He said for, he said in verse 12, he said for the perfecting or rather the equipping of the saints. For what? Come on, let every church members here read this now. For what? Say it again like you mean it. Say it like you actually real mean it. So, what is the role or purpose of the gift Christ gave? Christ gave us this gift to equip you to do the work of ministry. So, there is no just floor member in the church. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. So, the reason why we ask you to come is so we can equip you to do the work of ministry. Guess what? Even if you look down on yourself and think you can't do it, once you are equipped, you will, you will find that uh, it becomes natural for you. Praise God. It becomes natural for you. Just let us train you. Just let us teach you. 
Many of you, even on your own, you can just be in the midst of friends and there are things they are telling you, you just start sharing the word of God with them. We equip you to do the work of the ministry. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. And then, what's the next thing? For the edifying of the body of Christ. So, we equip you to do ministry work, to edify the church, to edify you, glory to God. We we'll ask you to come so that you are edified. So that you are edified. To equip you, to prepare you for ministry work. So, you don't go to church because your parents went to church and took you. You don't go to church because you've given yourself a cliche called Christian. And so every Sunday, they must go to church. You go to church to be equipped to do the work of the ministry and to be edified, to be built up in your most holy faith. So you come here. When you come here, we teach you. Hey, why should I bust some bubbles here? You will realize so many of you who might want to go to ministry school, school of theology, that when they, that is centered around Christ, whatever they are going to be teaching you there is what we have already been teaching you here. I am equipped. I am equipped. To do the work of ministry. This is why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do. And this is why so many people don't agree with us. Because they still have the, the, the they are still brother to Moses. <laughs> you don't know? How are they brother? How are they brother to Moses? You know Moses <laughs> separated unto them Levites. Aaron. <laughs> So those, anyone that must be a priest must come from that lineage. But when Christ came, he didn't come through that lineage. Christ now came, he's not from Judah. Something that Moses never made mention of. So according to Moses, and those who are Moses' brothers in these our days, I'm making you feel it is only secluded to that brotherhood of the Levites. <laughs> Glory to God. But when we teach you, we're telling you, listen, leave Levites alone. The assignment that has been given to us is to equip you and prepare you for ministry. Many of you here, we hold microphone and preach. Oh. They don't believe this. Many of you here, we hold microphone and preach God's word. Why we come to Christ Robot Church to assemble? Many of you will even be holding crusade all over the world. I decree it over somebody here. We are raising a breed of believers for global invasion. For global invasion. Ha! Lebakayadosh. He says, to edify, for the edifying of the body of Christ, 
And then see something then in verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So that unity of the faith is actually the knowledge of the Son of God. So our primary assignment to you is to equip you for ministry, is to edify you and bring you to the knowledge of God's Son. So that is why when you come here, you may have different kinds of doctrines. We pull those out of you and we tell you this is where you ought to be in the world. Praise God. Don't get me wrong. There are pastors who, who just enjoy people calling them for every single prayer. You know, I mean, there are. Maybe that's what they enjoy. You get what I'm saying? You feel a headache, Pastor. That headache, eh, I think, is, is, is coming from my uncle in village. And, and they, they are doing it from spiritual Sambisa forest. <laughs> and then they say, it's true, it's true. You need seven days deliverance. They enjoy those keeping you in bondage. But the word of God liberates you and rebuild you and build you up and show you your inheritance. You know, part of your inheritance is power. Do you know that? Part of your inheritance is Christ's authority that has been delivered to you. I give unto them power. It's part of what you inherited from Christ. So walk in it. It's an insult on God for you not to walk in it. Do you know that? You, a child of God. You, who carry God inside of you. One bed flew past your dream. You woke up in the night. Oh, Father, they have come to me now. You know, in those days, they used to tell us some story. They say some witch, witches, they flew from Africa. That came to America. Then they not did whatever they did. And now flew back. What time did they fly now? They said midnight. Midnight in Africa is what time here? Yeah. <laughs> and then they will not say, oh, you know, he, he, the ones, they not say, the man of God not prophesied. He said, at so, so and so time, be awake in the night. Be awake in the night. Because you will not see cockroaches. They are not coming. Cockroaches are coming. Cockroaches are coming. Cockroaches are coming. <laughs> be awake in the night. The time you are sleeping here, the witch is already awake in Africa. <laughs> Who do us? <laughs> because we refuse to hear God's word. We will carry God. I don't know if you understand what you carry. Do you understand what you carry? Now, the United States president has the power to destroy this world. Do you know that? With a single button, they can level it down. That is a man. Power given by men to men. But you carry the monarch of the universe. 
the one who created the earth, the Bible says, he anger it upon nothing. Scientists say maybe this one is gravitational force. What is gravity? They don't know. The same one who said, let there be light. Scientists confused again. They say it was by the nuclear reaction of atom. The same God who made man. Scientists said this one is by evolution. So what did they evolution out of? They say apes. What did apes evolution out of? We don't understand. Okay, now man evoluted out of something. What has man evoluted into? Actually, what has happened was <laughs> this God who made these things left where he was and is resident inside you. If you understand who is inside you, you know you are more powerful than any nuclear weapon. Is inside you, and yet you are afraid. It is the true gospel that we teach you. Why do you come here? You come here so that we show these things to you. And see, he said, we all come to the union of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Of the fullness of Christ. And in verse 14, he said, that we henceforth be no more children. There are so many children that are tossed to and fro everywhere. Today they tell you bring koboko. Tomorrow they say bring belt, bring broom, come and flog that devil. Then you will not see them. I flog the devil. You are only beating the floor and exercising your body. And bodily exercise profited little. <laughs> Praise God. And then, oh, come and kill that devil. Devil is a spirit. He has been existing for thousands of years. Do you think you are the only one who has been trying to kill him? <laughs> Praise God. But we tell you, you should not be tossed to and fro. When the wrong message enters into you, with the message of Christ, you reject it. There is either preacher another gospel. Let that one be accursed, says the Bible. Praise God. So, he says, Then henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Carried about with different kinds of doctrine. By the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You see? They deceive you. Is this is Bible who wrote it? Is deceitfulness for different gospel to be given to you? Whereas we have been given one gospel, which is the gospel of Christ. And the purpose of the pastors given to you is to equip you, is to grow you in Christ Jesus. So we teach you so that you'll be able to teach other people. We ask you to come so that we can equip you for ministry and you'll be able to teach other people. Lastly, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we are going to pray. 2 Timothy chapter 2, we'll read from verse 1. Tomorrow we'll look at the ministry of Stephen, we'll look at the ministry of Philip, what the teaching of Christ did in them. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. 
2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 or 2, he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You see, we have been given that ministry to teach others that we don't just come to church for coming sake, to carry out the ceremony, the traditional rites of us being a Christian, but to be equipped to teach other people. How many of you are ready to commit to this vision tonight? How many of you are ready to commit to this vision tonight? The vision to grow, to be equipped, and to do the work of ministry. Rise on your feet. I just want you to just talk to God concerning these things you've heard. Talk to God concerning these things you've heard. Talk to God concerning these things you've heard. We are built up. We are built up. We are equipped.
yourself as a minister and you said you were going to do this work but suddenly you don't you don't feel that anymore you're just going about your daily life I want to pray with you if that person is you please step out I want to agree with you in prayer if that person is you, just step out. There's a birthing tonight. I want to pray with you. Don't be shy. In fact, this is a great moment where I'm going to be praying with you. You know you should be doing more. But you are not doing right now. Come, come, come. Come. I want to pray for you. Come, I want to pray for you. Don't be shy at this point. Come, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. That you'll be back to doing this ministry work. Don't be shy at this point. I want to pray for you. Just come. 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 There is no time for you to be shy. Come. Come. Don't be shy. God bless you. Don't be shy. Come. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. If you know you need to be here, you are not standing here. Please come. Don't be shy. 
In the Holy Ghost. 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 Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe all that was taught here tonight? Do you know you can do great and mighty things? Holy Spirit. That grace zeal with knowledge, let it flow. A rebirthing of that ministry from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. You are refired up right now in the name of Jesus. Aha, rabra shaprende kerozo fradishki. Eberonozo pradishke lavanda ratoso pradishke lavande ronde skebada. Nothing anymore in this world will take that zeal out of you. This fire will not be quenched anymore. Aha, rabba zufratisa pradashke lebrodo zufradishki adosh. Membrado shapranda kelo zufradishka. You do that ministry, nothing stops you this time. You do that ministry, nothing stops you this time. Lebra no shepherd zoprondo kufradishi padaya. That zeal, that zeal, that zeal is welling up now. 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 Now, now, now. Is welling up now. In the name of Jesus, that fire is shining bright and bright in the name of Jesus nothing will stop you in the name of Jesus that coldness is gone in the name of Jesus aha take it take it take it take it aha 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 you begin to see yourself manifesting in the even in the prophetic you begin to see yourself manifesting even the prophetic in word and in doctrine. La brando shaprada kabaya ele baruta habakesha ele soteba indegrahosha na bahia erembo soprede kelebosha membrando shapagayata latoni brende koshka da bahia. Yeah, you will bring many to the light of the gospel. Yes, 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 yes. You begin to see some things happen ministerially in your life, 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 in your life. Lasha Pradahaya. Aha. Aha. No one will look down on you anymore. You will not look down on yourself anymore. In the name of Jesus. Aha. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It is done. 
It is done. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From the crown of your head to the soul, take it right now in the name of Jesus. Lebrando sheprende compranda zopranishki dabai klosi vradesha. That dream you had about yourself long, long time ago doing the work of ministry is made manifest right now in the name of Jesus. Nothing stops you this time. Your spiritual life become your utmost priority to grow in grace and in knowledge. In the name of Jesus. Everyone begin to speak in tongues. Mingle kikura desha prego predisa prada mabro koto perika takapaya me me mengle kira baso sote kela bada reketo na majikreteza ruta papa keko lagena me mengle kerosa pretela likreteza telo busha me me kela karesa ha ike kohonde kaliga barando ipranish kapera prine kela bada lekaya tosha. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. There she is. Now. Now. There she is now. 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 With a willing heart. There she is now. Oh God. Now. 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 She knows that this is not a joke anymore. Now. 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 She knows that this is something she needs to take serious. Now, yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. That this fire burn up from within. It burns up from within her. This fire of the Holy Ghost. Ah, with great seal. Lembrando se prenti clacabombra anangi kilishka. Zofrategla amambra hande keloshki hajandis. Even your family will begin to say, We said it. We said it. We said it. There is something different about this one. Lembrando suprandicle e caprunda cabarandi shebrendegea. Even at this time, you will begin to experience some things in your life. How the course is being set for you. How things, even people might neglect you at this time, but you will stay consistent in God's word.
for it is happening for your good. Don't be afraid to let anyone go. Don't be sentimental about your spiritual life. You must allow it to grow. You must allow it to grow. This zeal consume your heart in the name of Jesus. My eyes, they see. My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear in the Holy Ghost. See, my hands, they heal. My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear. My eyes, they see in the Holy Ghost. There is someone what you just desire is stability when it comes to ministry stability I don't know who this person is there are so many things you want to do ministry wise but you find out that it doesn't seem like there's stability for you. I want to pray for you. Don't be shy. Come forward. Come this way, please. You desire this thing. And you just don't know how. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, you find your place. Here he goes. 
you find your place you find your place from today you become stable by the word aha aha for all the efforts <laughs> ah thank you lord you see many people have said some mean things to you that make you look down on yourself but today is a new beginning for you aha he's working in you right now <laughs> you become stable Oh, Rabasha Prande Kelondo Fradi Baka Dabalo Seprenda Ekridas Kabala Toshki Hadaya. You know, you desire that your voice will take up the world. <laughs> ah, the desires and the expectations of the righteous will not be cut short. <laughs> You are equipped tonight. You are equipped tonight. Liprundandi kikada sufrehi bahadai. Well, I'm being Englishy akurish kikadam bro Anglionda. Ke Anglihiranos he klehura ba indli ianangrahanga mombruhufra. Say God, stop looking at the situation from your family. For you are a light set forth in your family. See yourself from the lenses of Christ. That your family and where you're coming from should not define you, say God. I define who you are. Say, God, you have no tie to that thing. You have no tie to it. You have no tie to it. They may say it affected people in the family, but you have no tie to it. You have been made free from it. Go on and do what you have been sent to do. He prado shata brahikla hasa pradaya. Elendingli herados so freddy kibaron the papa and the keys kia. Keloshki hadaya. For I set you forth to preach the message to liberate the entirety of that family. Oh, for where what you have been through does not look like where you are going. But go back <laughs> with this message you have received. Liberate them in the name of Jesus. My hands, they heal. My ears, they hear. My eyes, they see in the Holy Ghost. My hands, they heal. My ears, they heal. My ears, they 
the Holy Ghost. Now wherever you are, lift up those hands. Yesterday you said yes to the gospel. Today, something has been committed into your hands that you must not treat lightly. You have a ministry in your hands. You know, for so long, many of you have thought that Reverend will do the work of the ministry, not knowing that you are to do the work of the ministry. So you are just going to pray for yourself tonight. That fresh fire. That fresh fire to do that ministry. That fresh fire. You see, God is still working with you. That fresh fire to do that ministry. Let it reignite in me. Let it reignite in me. Just pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. The fresh fire. Let it reignite in me. The fresh fire. The fresh fire. The fresh fire. Let it reignite in me. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. I find my bearing today. That ministry come alive in me today. In the name of Jesus. I am no longer offended. I will do the work of the ministry. In the name of Jesus. The fire is reignited in me. I'm a living testimony of your grace. Abba, oh, Abba, Abba, oh, Father, oh. I'm a living testimony of your grace. Come on, pray that prayer. Pray it now. That fire is reignited. You are no longer cold. There is such thing as the reigniting of the fire in you. I'm not talking about the fire that people used to pray to kill people. No, I'm talking about being reignited in you. I am reignited. prayer I am reignited as he taught them the word they grew and became able ministers I too become an able minister the church is not a social club it's a place for training it's a place for training in the ministry of Christ I'm a soul winner I will not rest until I win souls
pray, 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 pray. It's reignited. Tonight, I am reignited. Pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, we are going to do something here. In Acts chapter 2, we began to see that in, from verse 42, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowshipping. That word fellowship, there is koinonia. They broke bread and they prayed. They had all things in common. This is how to know a church is growing. They had all things in common. How many of you know right now that ministry is reigniting out of you right now? How many of you know? How many of you know? Now, the things of the Spirit is given to the church to do what? To edify the church. Are we together? To edify the church. So that is to say, in a church meeting like this, there should be and there is a display of the Spirit. Are we together? So, you do the work of ministry without controversy, without fear. Are we together? Now, what are we going to do? You are going to locate somebody and minister to that person. Are we together? You will minister to that person. Exercise the giftings of ministry within you now and minister to somebody edify that person very quickly very quickly very quickly pick somebody go to somebody go to somebody minister to that person minister to that person minister to that person minister to that person You will notice that you are speaking in tongues and you are interpreting the tongues. You will notice that you are giving word of knowledge. Minister, to, listen, this is how you do ministry. Like, this is a platform for you now to showcase that you have inside you. Minister to that person. A certain sister here, you have the ministry of singing. But that, that has been sitting down for too long. 
And that ministry is reignited tonight, tonight, tonight. The ministry of singing is reignited in you tonight. Minister, minister to that person. <laughs> we are able ministers. Minister to that person. Speak from the spirit. Uh -huh. There is somebody, your mother has been praying for you. In fact, your mother has spent a long time on her knees just praying for you. Ah, uh -huh. There is a reignition within you right now. Really, you don't think you can do it. But taste and see. Minister to that person. Minister to that person. That gentleman, you have that calling. You have that calling. That gentleman, you have that calling. This is the time that ministry will begin to rise from within you. Ministry will begin to rise from within you. Ministry will begin to rise from within you. Brother, you will still do this ministry work. You will still do this ministry work.
you know, out of a meeting like this, you will remember today, you will remember, and you will thank the Lord for coming tonight. For those of you online, begin to do the same thing as well. Do the same thing as well. Do the same thing as well. There is an awakening in your spirit, man. There is an awakening. Now, there is someone watching us online right now. Anytime you want to get serious with this ministry work, there is this guilt and something that weighs you down that tells you you cannot. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. If that person is you, just begin to type on the comment box with a loud amen. Receive grace for grace now in the name of Jesus. You will no longer feel that guilt anymore. You will rise up like an edifice and do the work of ministry in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you have a word for somebody, you can give them the word. Give them the word. Brother Taiwo, you will still do this ministry. Brother Taiwo, you will still do this ministry. You will do. <laughs> in Jesus mighty name we pray how many of you here are refreshed from within listen remember I want you to adopt the concept of Acts 2.42 they continued in the apostles teaching I want you to continue in these teachings, and your life will never be the same again. Put your hands together. We hope your soul has been richly blessed. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, ChristForHopeOfChurch.com. On Facebook, Kingsley Ago Ministry. On YouTube, Kingsley Ago Ministry.